Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Good morning and happy Friday, everybody. You are here with the Kane Gang. You got Derek Coe down there in uh, the Fort Lauderdale area, and none other than John Michaels here uh, in the Atlanta area. Throwing up that you, baby. So, uh, yeah, and actually, we got another guest here who's kind of hiding out, too. Uh, my daughter, Erin, it's her 12th birthday, and one of her birthday wishes was that she got to uh, to come on and say hi on the show. So, Erin, uh, how are you doing today? Fine. Just fine. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. What'd you get for your birthday? A phone. Oh, yeah. You got a phone. What kind of, okay, well, what kind of phone did you get? An iPhone 13. An iPhone 13. Bird, you are balling. I don't know about that, bro. But that, listen, <laughs> listen, we walked in there and it was like, all right, let me see what y'all have in stock, right? And we, uh, you know, we found we found the right fit for, right? So, <laughs> well, good. Well, happy yeah. birthday, happy, 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 birthday. Uh, happy, whatever you want to call today. I know it's a birthday, but you know what? It's just another day. Tomorrow's going to be another day, and then in 364 more days, you're going to have another one. So, you know what? And then when you get to our age, it doesn't really matter. It's just a day. It really is. Right. We don't want for your birthday next year. Season tickets? Uh, Hurricanes National Championship, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. It's getting well, so about it. Guess I love what? It. You're, you're, um, you're not going to have that fulfilled, so just let you know. So. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Hey, you just, you just let my kid down on her birthday, man? Come on. Well, because, listen, on, they can't win on her birthday. Uh, okay. I just, just called hey. Birthday, Here's one windows. thing they can, they can win the ACC championship in basketball on her birthday. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. 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 How about Everything's that game today? Can, can we well, start off with that game? And, and absolutely. Listen, oh, it, 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 listen, this is your cup of tea, bro. You run with it. I'm just sitting back and, and just enjoying the ride. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was funny because I was, I was sitting there and I was watching the game. I had it up on the phone for somebody that just was, was watching through, you know, through there and saw that we went to, to overtime. And even though, you know, even though we really – we really put it to, to BC the last time we played. I think we won by 12, was it? Um, 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like, man, this is this is not a bad team, man. And they can they can score on you. So going into this game uh, in the ACC uh, tournament here, I'm like, eh, you know, I probably would have rather Wake because we uh, we really we really stuck it to Wake this year. And, um, you know, these guys gave us a fight, man. And I give them, I give them respect, man. Those guys can score with the best of them. Uh, they played hard. They didn't back down from us. But uh, shout out to Jordan Miller, man. I oh, mean, my goodness. That's yeah. back-to-back games, too, because you think about the offensive rebound against Syracuse, the stick back off the missed free throw. That honestly probably clinched you getting into the NCAA tournament. You lose that game to Syracuse, and you leave it up for interpretation if you're in there or not. Yeah. And then today against Boston College, obviously, you know, you, you were in, but now you're definitely in. Because yeah. there, there's not going to be, even if you lose tomorrow or lose tonight, I guess, to Duke, you lose to Duke, nobody's going to take that away from you. Yeah, you're but, in. But here's the thing, though, right? You, you should have so much confidence. I mean, obviously, look, the double buy was beneficial. I mean, you, you put yourself in that situation. Who cares that Carolina ended up, you know, beating Duke and, you know, taking a three spot? But you put yourself in a double buy for a reason. Right. And again, 
you look at Boston College, they knock off um, two teams in a row. They beat Pitt, and then they turn around and beat Wake. So they were yep. ready for Miami. They have nothing to lose, right? So they're all about, hey, we're going to play balls to the wall, and if we win, we win. There was some really sloppy play going right. into that uh, middle of the overtime. So I think Jim Laranegas says, look, they, they, they should have called a timeout, kind of regrouped a little bit. But, man, that last play, heads up for Charlie Miller, at least looking up the court and seeing right. Jordan Miller wide open. Because, I mean, I thought maybe it was going to be a half-court shot, but, man, that was just great. Hey, so listen, we do have a special guest. And when I say special, I mean special because, you know, he's special and, and all the right ways of special, he's special. So I want to welcome to the show here on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Um, and, and I appreciate him taking his time out tonight. I know he's busy. I know he has to work in the morning. But uh, let's welcome to uh, to the show my man, the amigo, Mr. Larry Million. Yo, Larry. Hey, Larry, amigo. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? What's happening, brother? Welcome to the show, man. It's only been two years. And, and first and foremost, <laughs> so, so people out there that don't know, Larry gave me my, my first opportunity to do a podcast and to be able to just present myself and my passion for the University of Miami in, in a certain way, not just with friends and family, but like through a, a national audience. So, Larry, I thank you so much for that opportunity. And, and again, you know, just thank you and uh, well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And as far as you getting the opportunity, you're a stand-up guy. You're known in the University of Miami football community uh, as the same, as well as one of the best fans ever. I mean, that's got to be something that, you know, uh, you, you take with you every day. <laughs> look, let's be honest, man. You travel with this team. You wear it on your sleeve. Uh, there's no doubt about it that you're, you're a super fan. But a little more than a super fan, you're super knowledgeable on the teams and and particularly in football man nothing slips through your fingers with them i mean you know a lot of the ex-players you have that little uh, disease i have that i know them i got to know them over the years and it's just it you know gets contagious and they all get to know you and before you know it you know everybody goes man you know a lot of canes i'm like no i don't know well maybe i do <laughs> you know? uh, I, I knew i knew i knew a lot of canes when i started at 790 the ticket and the producers of all the shows 790 would call me to ask me to get the phone numbers and, and i usually have them <laughs> so but what you know, first i before i go on what's up john man it's been a minute and a half at least right <laughs> it's been forever and, and it's funny you guys are, are talking about how how you meet people 790 up here i used to work for a station 790 the zone in atlanta and they knew i was a miami guy so hard knocks was being filmed with the dolphins this had to be what 2010 maybe 2009 uh, no i think it was a little, i think when the dolphins did it i believe it was uh it might have even been his latest 13 john might have been, might have been that 13. far anyway they they send me down there and of course i'm i know everybody from social media but i don't really know them and i'm sitting next to i think you were working at the ticket at the time and it um, was i was at i was at iheart actually i was at that's 940 what, sports Channel. i was a flagship i was at the flagship that's what it was, and it was Armando and the Amigo, and we oh, said well, that right. was that was Palm Beach. You're right. I'm sorry. That was Palm Beach, man. I was and, in Palm Beach with him. I've done so much, man. I forget sometimes. We look. We're all getting old. We all forget. So we were sitting <laughs> next to each other, it up. <laughs> ended up being cool. The coolest thing I, I got to know about you afterwards is that you are a USFTL Hall of Famer. Yes, with, sir. Which is crazy because I played eight man USFTL for two decades back-to-back runner-up back-to-back runner-up in the national championships and 
I found out that you were just like a legend now, and I never would have known that. Not to judge a book by its cover, but I look at you, I'm like, I, I have no idea. But you were a star, and you're a Hall of Famer down there, which is awesome. Well, well, I was. I think I was a lot more known for being an amazing director. I, I was a director of a league that had 26 national champions. Okay. Uh, I was also the USFL USFTL director for years. Uh, and I started a streak where South Florida teams won. It just went on forever. It recently went down, you know, but I think it went as, it went for longer than a decade. Um, but I won two national championships as a player as well. So, yes, I am in the National Flag Football Hall of Fame. You can't make that up. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and I'm going to tell you, guys that don't know, I know there's a lot of listeners that play. Um, that is one of the most competitive things I have ever done. I played two years or four years of college sports. I get to go down and play in flag football. And the first year I go, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a free trip to Orlando. We're driving to Orlando. <laughs> We're staying in this big resort house. This is going to be great. And you get down and there's 600 teams from all over the country. And they're down there to hurt you. And in eight oh, minutes, yeah. it's full contact. So we hit with no pads. But you would, oh, <laughs> Sunday I would have bruises from forearm to chest to neck. Loved every minute of it, though. So it, it was such an awesome thing. I wish I could. I wish my body would be 15 years ago where I could still play in that deal. That, that's crazy, man. That, that's that's crazy. So, again, we're, we're talking to Larry Millian, the amigo from Slam Radio. Larry, so talk to me a little bit about Slam Radio. Talk to me about how you got involved with Slam Radio. Um, gosh, this is a funny story. But so I, one of my best friends, most of my best friends are attorneys. Um, and he takes me out for my birthday one year and he goes, listen, I have a buddy of mine who's dying to meet you. He's an old fan of yours. So I look at him, I go, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, yeah, man. you know, so we used to meet once a month at Hooters. So our monthly trip to Hooters, uh, this gentleman joins us at Hooters. He walks in really sharply dressed young Cuban man. And he comes in, he shakes my hand. He goes, first and foremost, this is an honor and a privilege. Uh, I've been listening to you since your first days uh, on the Dos Amigos at 790, but and he knew my career inside out. So I look at my buddy, Albert, and I look at him, oh, this is great. He goes, listen, let me tell you what I do. And well, he goes to tell me that he's the president of SLAM Foundation, um, which is a charter school in South Florida. And now we have 11 locations around the country, mostly in Florida, though, um, where the brand ambassador was Pitbull. So he tells me that he's the president of the foundation that has this school and that they had been granted a national radio station on the platform of Sirius XM. So I said, my God, what a unique concept. I am like, that's so awesome. Like, congratulations. That is such an amazing thing. He goes, no, you don't understand. Uh, I'm here to hire you. So like John Michael's eyes open up because he understands how our business is. Right. People usually come... People usually come to fire us, not to right. hire us. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, what you talking about, Willis? And when the smoke clears, he's talking to me about Pitbull. And the truth was, is when I started my career, Pitbull would call into my late night show periodically because mm -hmm. uh, we talked in Spanish and in English and we talked sports and we played his music because I was a huge Pitbull fan. So he got a kick out of all that. And, you know, I, I one time I interviewed him and Stevie B on the air at the same time. I guess Bring the dude, up, baby. I, yeah, I guess the dude remembered me. Um, he said they wanted, you know, they, he's like, no, I need somebody to run this radio station. We don't have anyone that is even remotely close to being experienced enough to do this. Blah, 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 blah. I started laughing. I'm like, okay, well, you know, sure, let's go. Like, what do you need? 
So if I spend the next 10 months doing pro bono setup work before I go to start working at the school, and two weeks before I start working at the school, they call me and they go, listen, we, we've got a little situation. We're going to need you to teach. And I said, wait a minute, you guys said you hired me to run a radio station. Said, no, 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 you, you don't get it. We need you to teach. I go, where was the teacher that was going to do the teaching while I ran the radio station? He's like, no, there's no teachers running the radio. It's, it's you. <laughs> So I became a teacher. Like I, that's so that was the caveat. They 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 yeah, natural reasons. Yeah, you're gonna teach. And my first day of school was a bunch of seventh graders, and I said, "Oh, what the heck did I get myself into?" And <laughs> when you talk about needing vision to see through the smoke to figure out what was at the other side, in 2017, I needed just that. I put a year of my time helping the foundation with certain things and just getting acclimated with how they worked. Uh, meeting with Pitt and getting ready for our vision of this thing. And then uh, all of a sudden I have to teach, but I, I, you know, I made the best of it. I learned all the ins and outs of teaching, but not really a teacher. I find myself to be a mentor. And then basically that's how I got started. I mean, Pitt fished me out. They took me a couple months after that meeting to San Antonio and they're doing an inauguration for, for a new slam school. And it was also Pitbull's birthday. So he puts me up in the best hotel in San Antonio. I think it's called St. Anthony's or something like that. Some five-star hotel. Puts me up in a like, mini suite. I, I'm like, this is out of a book. Like, it was not at least a book, maybe a movie. And he goes and talks to these kids. The kids go bananas. And he comes and walks off to the side. He's got this long trench coat. And he raises his arms. He gives me a hug. He says, it's about time. This was long overdue. I realized I'd never met Pitbull. Like, I talked to him so often, and I never met him in person. It was the first time. Guy starts to rattle off everything. He remembers everything we ever did. Like, oh, we're wow. talking about, we're talking about, you know, 11 years, 10, 11 years prior. And this is Pitbull. This is not, you know, John Smith. And the guy's rattling everything off and remembering the things we do. And I, I almost get emotional. I'm like, I don't freaking believe this. So I thank him for the opportunity. He says, who better than you? He walks away. And I don't think my life's ever been the same. Like, it's just never <laughs> been the same. Getting used to having kids is uh, your whole co-host, though, John. But <laughs> that's a huge... It's unbelievable, but they're more mature than the adults we usually work with at radio stations. That's you say, it's got to be fulfilling coming from the side of the business you've been on. And you said at the beginning, tongue-in-cheek, but it's really true. Typically, when your bosses take you out to lunch unannounced, uh, they're letting you know that today's your last day. I've had to deal with it. I dealt with it three and a half years ago. Do they pay for the meal? I didn't even eat. I, didn't, I was we'll so mad. We'll I didn't We'll take separate checks. <laughs> I, just slid, I slid my food back across the table and got up to walk out. But it's got to be fulfilling to oh, go wow. in every day and see kids blossoming. You know, I was telling the guys last week, I started coaching because my son is in seventh grade now. I was nervous at first. I was, I was doing it more because he was there. And then all of a sudden I get into it and I realize I'm like, man, there's certain things about giving back and having an opportunity to work with kids. I couldn't teach day by day. Don't get me wrong. I, I need my four hours of radio and that's it. Yeah. But just, just the ability to get in there and watch them learn and see that light bulb turn on. It's gotta be awesome. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I think it's, Larry, Larry, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's the one thing about it. That's so interesting is you get a bunch of kids like the third week of August and they look lost. Right. Um, now, that doesn't go down with my experienced kids, right? But when you get these first-level kids, they don't know what the heck you're doing. 
they, they don't know. Pardon my French. It's they don't crap from Shinola. I was gonna say another word, but I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say it. You can um, say it. We just French. can't say it. It's your station. It is, but I can say it. shit from Shinola. They don't know anything. And they're just like this. And you got to get something out of them. And sometimes it's sports and sometimes it's underwater basket weaving, but whatever they want to talk about, <laughs> you better figure it out and inspire them to do it. And it's not just 10 or 12 of them. I got over 80. I've got almost 90 kids overall in the program. Wow. Uh, almost 70% of them are young ladies. So they are empowered. They feel, you know, they feel alive that they can, someone's listening to their voice. Um, it's, it's simply phenomenal, if you ask me. Um, to see them develop that voice and realize that it's okay to say certain things. And the other dynamic that no one really factors in is this is little Havana we're in. Like we're not in Kendall. We're not, you know, we're not in Weston. These kids are scared of their own shadow. You know what I mean? So some of them are more challenging than others, but some of their personalities are so dynamic. Well, I just invite you to listen to Sam Radio 145 on the the Series XM platform. Uh, You'll see for yourself. If you're not listening to the great... Derek Cole <laughs> um, <laughs> and the Kane gang, of course, then you obviously, uh, if you hear these kids, man, they are as, as wildly entertaining as anything you've ever heard of. And we have a, a show. It's the first ever show. It's produced, hosted, everything 100% for kids. We have no hand in it. Now, obviously, some of the other stuff from my Good Morning Amigo show to some of the things they do, we have our hand in it. But they do a large percentage of their own work. But this show called The Youth is a live show once a week from one to three, and yep. it's all the students, everything. And they handle everything from running the board, cutting, uploading, doing all the social media. They do 100% of it. Um, and the best part about it is they don't even do it for a grade. They just That's don't. Nice. It's not part of a class. They decided they wanted to do this. That's it's, been going on, it's been going on since the pandemic started two years ago. And it's the only show ever in the history of radio that's a national radio show that's hosted, produced everything 100% a bunch of teenage kids. Um, they're just phenomenal. That show is called The Youth. Well, we'll take. Well, awesome. we're going to talk. Well, let's talk about that when we get back. We got to go to a quick break because obviously Slam Radio needs to have their uh, input on some commercials. So give us a minute. We'll be right back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Slam Radio Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. 
But you I'm see, fine. it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro. cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look. You have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> You, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We got the gang here chopping it up with Mr. The Amigo. So, so Larry, let me ask you a question. So, first and foremost, before I go any further, I know it's little Amigo's birthday. You know, it was his birthday. So, happy birthday to him. I know we want to shout that out because at the end of the day, it, it, he's part of our family as well, right? So, happy birthday to your little one. Um, and how old did he turn? 17? 17. 17. Oh, not so little one. 
Remember that? 17, 17 was Ooh. cool, man. 17 was great. <laughs> 17 was really good. Hey, Se- I'll say one thing. Was really I'll say good. one thing about 17. I'm glad I wasn't 17 in this age with cameras and videos and social media and all that. Because man, there's a lot that I did that I do not want on blast. I would have been, I would have been in handcuffs. I think. Yes, oh, can I tell you? Can I tell you what, what, what one of the best things about when I was 17 years old? I went to my very first University of Miami football game against Ooh, Houston. Against, against Houston. Nice. I mean, they just gosh, David Klingler. Well, we I mean, sang Klingler. Was that the one? Bro. Yeah, we sang yes. Klingler. Remember, we sang him. <laughs> he didn't make it through the whole game. He did not make it through the whole game. <laughs> It's that was a great one. At 17, I was 60,000 never sounded louder. Oh, 100%. Only 60,000 at that game, and that place was as loud, almost as loud as the Notre Dame game. I swear to God, anybody who's there will tell you the same thing. It's just just amazing to see, like, again, as a 17 year old going to my very first Miami Hurricane football game and to be a part of that environment, that literally just what got me to continue to say, you know what, I'm going to be a part of this the rest of my life. And that's kind of where it started for me. So, you know, I'm sure we all have stories at 17. <laughs> 17, was, uh, you're right. I probably would have been in handcuffs if there was uh, film yeah. or, or social media uh, or the ability to send pictures to people that you shouldn't have. It, it's crazy when you think about that. I, was, I, I had lessons with my son because we found out some social media stuff for him. Um, I didn't know he was on social media. We did a phone check. It was phone check, homie. Come here. Let me see the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. out there were some things on his social media. So he doesn't have a phone right now and he will not have social Ooh. media again. And that, that's Ooh. something that, you know, Larry, I know I'm sure you talk to the kids about the responsibility of that. I have to do that with our basketball team. I have to tell them like, look, things that you say on social media can affect your mom and dad. Yeah. Like yep. I, I, they don't understand the grasp of, Oh, I, I sent this or I sent a picture. Mom and dad can get in trouble for this. And, I never thought there'd be a day that I'd sound like a 47-year-old, but I sound like yeah. a 47-year-old right now. Yeah. You know, you know what? You can what? say something stupid, and it will and it can come back to you 10 years down the road, man. Right. All that stuff gets saved. So, sorry, what were you going to say, amigo? No, man. It's just it's, – it's crazy when you think about – I do a satirical radio show. So, John, I've moved a little bit away from sports, although we still do a majority sports. Right. Uh, I talk about everything now, right? Because the kids need to talk about everything. I tried – I tried the first year just going sports and they were bored to pieces because a lot of them don't like sports. It's weird. Slam, it's a sports school, but some of these kids like music. Uh, some of them are quirky. Some of them don't like anything. Some of them like the, the cereal, the cereal debate. Remember that? Remember that whole thing with the cereal? They went bananas over that. Like, that, was that was great. the craziest thing ever. They went nuts. Um, but, but, but they have their own kind of personality. That's why I said you got to always got, you got to find what, what, what kind of fits for them, but they shoot. I, I, I'll be honest with you. They, you give them an opportunity to look up something or research something. And they're as good as anybody you've probably hosted with in the past. Obviously there's some exceptions. They're not as good as Armando Salguero. Shout out to my boy Armando. Um, but they, they find a way to shine when the lights are on the brightest. And we made a trip awesome. to radio Row a couple of years ago. Um, that I was scared when Sirius said, to, they approached me and said, listen, we think you guys need to go to Radio Row and experience this. Mm. And well, I went bonkers because I'd never been to Radio Row all my years in, in this crap and they never, you know, night shifts didn't get to the Radio Row gigs, you know? And then when I worked the right shifts, then I worked at stations that were too cheap to do it. So it was six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. And they tell me this, I'm like, great. 
but you see John's face because he understands what, what Sirius oh, yeah. does at, <laughs> at Radio Row. It's not one of the little tables the WLIA in, in Louisiana might have or something. I just made that up. I don't know. Um, I'm Google that. See if that's biggest... actually a station. <laughs> yeah, the guy from WLIA is listening like, bro, shots fired, man. <laughs> no, but he, he's not lying because there's a pecking order when you're on Radio Row. Like if you're CBS Sports and or your Jim Rome or, or your Boomer Size, and you've got this huge, elaborate stage and setup. Even well, when we, we had, even even when what, and I say we when when I was working for the Falcons, when we went down to Houston, we're the flagship. I broadcasted. You know, I'm the sideline reporter for the Falcons. We had the little table. That's all we got. Yeah. Radio six, but serious because there's you know obviously worldwide. Oh my goodness, the setup there is intense. I, I get ready to start broadcasting. I look at, across the way, and, and it's Mad Dog Russo. Oh. And I look at Frank, and I said, "This is not real. This is really just not happening. It's not. It's not." Almost all the sound bites you hear on the radio station came from Radio Row. All those people were there. I broadcast. Um, goodness gracious, we we had all the break. I mean, I had Lawrence Taylor, we had Dan Marino, um, but you know, Sway was next to us. Sway Calloway. And mm. he picks up, and I get up from my chair, and Sway comes and hosts my show for a segment. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not really happening. I, you know, I, 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 I met Lil Nas X, and I met Joel Osteen. I can't make that up. Um, it, it, was, it was a circus of the sublime, but it was, simply put, the most unbelievably delicious four days of my life. Cap encapsulated on a Friday morning, when uh, TJ Holmes sticks a microphone in my face and tells me and the kids were going to a Super Bowl, oh, um, we made it on. We made it on the Good Morning America, right. which that, that was unbelievable, and that's how we kind of got on the map. It was it was pretty much wow. spectacular. So there is nothing better, you know. I, I I've I've been blessed in almost twenty years of doing radio to work a Super Bowl, go to national championship games. I tell anybody the connections that you can make on a radio row. And it doesn't even have to be the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is such a zoo, it's almost impossible. If you get a chance to go to SEC Media Days, when it's, you know, mostly Southeastern people, you go to ACC Media Days, where literally they will line up head coach after head coach and just sit down. And you realize, and I, and I know, again, we, we get to meet all these people. They're just people. And once you get to know them on a human level, you're in. And when I say you're in the same way, uh, Amigo, when you came on and said, hey, I had all these guys' phone numbers. And I know Co is the same way. He's got a thousand Miami Hurricane. When they don't look at you as a fan or they don't look at you, because there's some really needy media members in our business, like over-the-top jock riders. Most definitely. They are. When they just know you're just a dude, all of a sudden you become their best friend because they know they got secrets they can keep with you. I, I cherish, I'll never forget, my first radio row, the Falcons had lost, unfortunately, in the NFC title game in 2013. The Eagles? No, we lost to the, uh, we lost to the 49ers. Oh, that's okay. Nothing blew the game, typical Atlanta. The Super Bowl was in <laughs> New Orleans, so we had already booked to go thinking we were going to win the game. I was sitting right next to Kay Adams, who's now the huge host on NFL Network. Mm -hmm. She was on her, like, first month on the job. Couldn't have been nicer. And just a connection to getting to meet somebody like that in their infancy and see them grow. You know, you guys have got to see Joy Taylor grow. I remember yeah. when Joy was an intern yeah. for Dan Filio at 560 QAM and looking and going, damn, she's a hottie. And then you realize, like, she's uber talented and she's worked her way to be a superstar. 
That's the Bad. stuff that I cherish. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and on top of that now, now that her brother is actually on staff at Miami, you know, True. it might be a little bit more of somebody being around the facility and around the program a little bit more. I'm just... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We got a we got a recruiting spot for her. Yeah, right. I um I was been yucking up through text until recently, um before Clara passed away. But um it we're getting ready. Like we're gonna have an Elas Canarias dinner, uh Ponce, Mirabal, myself with see if Mario sneaks in at some point. But Bro, I don't think I haven't had a chance to go. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to go see them. So I've been I pestered them the other day. I said, Hey, I'm going by soon, I'm going by soon. So maybe on spring break, I'll stop through. So speaking of Morio, I mean, you had the first interview when he came back to town, right? Talk, yes, talk to me. I mean, I, I know you guys go back and all that stuff, but I mean, talk to me about how that felt like, you know, all the emotions of it being a Kane fan, being close with Mario, getting that interview, talking to him, like just the emotions of, of that interview, which by the way, was dirt, a fantastic dirt. interview. <laughs> Thank you, Dirty Bird. Um, so I'm going to lay it out, man. So when, when the news came through, I cried. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Listen, Mario Cristobal is one of my top 10 favorite human beings in the world. I don't say that because he coaches the Canes. Because I said that when he coached FIU. I said it when he was an assistant in Alabama. And, and by the way, I said it during a lot of times that a lot of our faithful Miami Hurricane fans talked a whole lot of shit about him. Sorry for the bad mm-hmm. word. Oh, it's true. Okay. I'm not I'm not allowing hypocrites to come tell me that everybody always knew he was the heir apparent because a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine talk some mad shit about him running out of town when all the guy did was went to take three times more money to go work under Nick Saban, knock Al Golden. And in hindsight, whoever thought that was a bad idea, that was kind of a cold take because that was the job that made him into the man and the coach that he is today. I am very sorry, but shame on any Hurricane fan who has stupid shit to say for a man going to get three times his salary. You stinking hypocrites. Every one of you would leave your job today for three more dollars an hour, much less three times your salary. Stick it up your ass. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. Long time I've been wanting to say that. That being said, you're forgiven because we are all Miami Hurricanes. But I'll never forget you sons of bitches that threw him <laughs> under the bus and talked all kinds of crap, talking about his loyalty after he won not one, but two rings as a yeah. player, lacing him up and running Ooh. through the smoke. Damn it. Nobody's a bigger Hurricane than Mario Cristobal for any of these sons of bitches to talk shit about him. <laughs> you can put that in the bank. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Amigo, can we get a little more? I, mean, I need, I need some more energy. Can here. we get some more energy and some more passion? Come out on the. I know that's gonna come out on the station, and I really don't care. I couldn't do it in front of the kids on Good Morning Amigo, but I just did it, and I don't really care. Listen, we're unscripted here. We're unscripted. We don't care what you say. Man, have I been dying I, to let that one out? Wow, I just no idea. And they looked me in the face, man. And I'm like, are you guys for real? And I knew what they didn't know at the time because I got the long text from him. And him, he was hurt. He was hurt. And, and, but it's like, it's how in the world would anybody say that? Whatever you make now, if I'm going to double it, you go, when do I start? They tripled right. it. And oh, right. by the way, your boss is Nick Saban, that guy. Whatever. I can't I, wait I, to send this episode to Frank in the morning. 
Frank, we need to cut out like a whole tape, around 28 minutes. Around <laughs> <laughs> that 28 minute mark, my, uh, Frank, check it out. Tell me what you think. The great thing though is receipts like that are so easy to find. Because people love to spew everything they have to say on social media. And then they go, oh, I deleted this. No, 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 buddy. That stuff comes back (laughs) to bite you. I I don't blame anybody that left under Al Golden. I I was the biggest. I got into it with so many people that do radio and and print in South Florida when Al Golden was the head coach. I saw the the first game when we played against Maryland, that god-awful 2-10 and Maryland team. And we had our corners about 18 yards off the ball. And I looked at that defense, and I, I we were at the Atlanta Canes Club here in the ATL, and I said, this ain't going to work. And all, all my idiot friends up here have got the stupid orange tie on and golden oh. can. I said, this ain't Miami Hurricanes football. So I, I had it, and, and I'm not going to call out the media members. I could probably oh, go back. You can, listen, you can call me out, but I'm going to tell you why you can call me out, because at the time I did a show with Armando Salguero, Right. And twice a week, we had Bernie Kozar in studio. Okay. Bernie comes in one day. He goes, hey, Larry, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding with you, Larry. This guy, this guy's unbelievable. He came with a 26-page PowerPoint, and he just knocked it out of the park, man. Not, this guy's a real deal. All of a sudden, Kozar's got me thinking that Al Golden is the next coming of freaking the Bear Bryant. And I'm like, this guy's great. And I got my orange tie, too. I'm like, let's do this. And he can be Florida, right? Whatever. I don't know. I, gee whiz, I went nuts. Oh, my like, God. Well, listen, before we get going, we do have to go to a quick break. We're listening to Can Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. It's pretty bad that I got to tell the boss we got to go to break. But we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Give us a, give us a couple minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. 
If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back on the King Gang Radio Show. We got the Amigo all fired up. And again, it, this is going to be a great, great, great segment. I just, this is this is what I do radio for. This is why I do what I do because Good these Lord. are things, like John, and you know how it is, right? Like you get you get a guest on the show. And, and for you guys listening, we're listening. You know, we have Larry the Amigo Million from Slam Radio, um, you know, doing big things. We got him joining us today. But it's the guests like this that make your show what you want it to be, right? It's. Listen, we can talk and we can chop it up and all the like you know, you talked about the other day that you pushed your stuff aside, you know, earlier you said you push your stuff aside when your boss was firing you. That just reminded me of like the Jerome Brown, you know, at the Fiesta Bowl, you know, eating eating like dinner with the Penn State guys. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, we out, right? Like, like this is what makes radio great. I love to tell story. I'm an open book. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm an open book. I don't care. When I got let go of that station, I thought I was getting promoted to mornings because we were oh. doing middays. I thought our show was getting moved to mornings. Unbeknownst to me, he had already fired my co-host the day before and told him he had to work out the week. So he starts telling me this, and I go, all right, so who's coming in to work with me? And Randy McMichael does middays now. Randy and I are good friends. Randy lives right down the street, former Dolphin. Dolphin side of yeah. Well, I thought yeah. I thought me and – I thought, I said, okay, he's going to put Randy with me. Randy's kind of filled in all the time. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, um – you're not going to do middays anymore. I go, all right, I'm going to mornings then. No, 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 you're not going to mornings. Okay, where am I going? He goes, I'm going to put you on nights. Now, in radio, there's a hierarchy of where you get paid. <laughs> mornings gets paid up here. Usually afternoons is right below it. Middays is below it. And then everybody else, you kind of get the table scraps that are left. It's way, <laughs> it's way down here. Trust me. I did many. Yeah, I remember. I did those Amigos. I had to work full time just so I could do the show. Yeah, I had to have full-time jobs outside of doing radio. So anyway, yeah. I'm in a good spot. So I'm like, dude, if you're moving me to nights, I don't care. My contract, I've signed a contract. I know what my contract says. It says I just have to work four hours. He goes, and he did you the typical boss move. I'm gonna let me let me look at the numbers real quick. We have to look at it. I got a contract, it's ironclad. He goes and he slides a piece of paper across the table. He goes, You're gonna take a fifty thousand dollar pay cut. And I said a couple of words to him that I couldn't say <laughs> on the air. Why now. not? Larry's already said them. <laughs> it was uh, basically go fuck yourself. I slid my plate of food, literally slid my plate of food across the table and leave. 30 seconds later, my boss is calling me. Hey, man, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make the money work. And I go, you come with the right offer. As long as my money's the same, you can have me work overnight. I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> Not two hours later, and this is go to the hypocrite conversation. The newspapers already published the article that we've been fired. Mind you, we're supposed to still be negotiating. 
I call. I just sent a screenshot and I go, some negotiation. My words from earlier stand. I've never talked to that dude again. Um, I, I don't usually wish ill will on people, but uh, he met his demise at the station and ended up moving out of the state anyway. So it was a win for us uh, all, all along. But yeah, hypocrites, dude. Keep the receipts. I, I'd love to know who was bad mouth Mario. We'll do that off the air, though. Well, so, so, so Larry, obviously you do have a very close connection with Mario. And, and again, I do. when he had his presser as introduction at the university of Miami, like you didn't have a, a pass or you didn't have credentials to get in there. Did you? Um, I, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I mean, basically I was told come here. Uh, we'll see you when you get here. And the next thing I knew, my name was on a list, and I went in. I'm like, okay. I was basically told, get over here. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah, I was credentialed, I guess. You know? <laughs> they threw me. I, I didn't sneak in the back door, but, they, like, obviously I got on the list late. You had, they got all their media credentialed people. I yeah. I have not been UM credentialed in a few years. I'm, I just have to make a phone call, and I am, but. I haven't bothered to because I've been in the school for the last five years. Um, all of a sudden, I think I asked Mario. I said to text Mario, "How do I get? You know, do is that something that's an invite only? How do I get?" And then all of a sudden, I say, "I know." It's like you're going to get a call from so and so. You know, your name's already on the list. Just come over. And I got a call. Hey, uh, okay. I put on my slam radio shirt and I went to the bus. Like it was. You're almost accurate. I, not the back door, but the side door. I <laughs> Look, Listen. When you, when you got the head coach and you, uh, uh, texting you. You don't need credentials. Yeah. You just go. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, I, I, know, I know that guy. <laughs> so, so how was that? How was it though when you went down to the presser? And again, when when was the when was the last time you had saw Mario previous to the presser? In, that's a funny question. In person, it had been, God, it had been like five years since I'd seen him in person. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it was back in Miami. It had been at least five years since I'd seen him. So, sorry about that. Um, it had been a minute, man. So when he saw me, he saw a thinner Larry. So, you know, I got the whole, like, you know, like, I realized he picked up on that right away. And, you know, I got a hug, but he went to the podium. It was late. Later on, I got a chance to do a, a small conversation with him. And then, um, you know, it's just it's just good to have him back home, man. But, uh, I, you know, the, the shared moments with him from – he doesn't remember what I remember when he was a little kid and I played baseball with his brother, Lewis, uh, Flagami. And, and, you know, he'd be running around and you know, just, just, that's how long I've known him. Like, it's just mm. incredible to realize that I played little league baseball at the age of like 12 and 13 with Lewis and Mario might've been like 10 and he was running around uh, junkie kid and whatnot. But um, it's just funny to know someone that long and have different experiences, be the last two human beings to walk out of the Orange Bowl after a game that counted, right? The last game that ever counted, he won the football game against North Texas. He put everybody in the bus for 45 minutes, walked me and Bernard Clark and uh, – Tiger. 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 I still stay in touch with Tiger. We walked around and he started sharing memories and Tiger and I took a chunk of a clump of grass and and Mario talked about wanting to coach at UM one day. And that was a fun conversation. Jeez. You know what I mean? And we walked out and kind of like a movie, dude. Like the security guys are there. They go, you guys, coach, you know, they're waiting for you. He goes, okay, we're on our way. And somebody goes, ready to go, coach? Okay, ready to go. And we're walking down the tunnel, right? So remember, they used to come out from. Right. Then there's a tunnel that sledge outside to the parking lot. It was, you know, just. So we walk in and we're talking. And all of a sudden, you feel, you see that the lights are going off behind you. It's almost like exit stage left. 
I turn around, you hear boom, boom, boom. It's out of a freaking movie. I can't even make it up. Wow. And I just said, Mario, I go, Mario, you know, we're never going to forget this. So there's another story behind that whole day. I'll share it with you guys one day. But well, uh, Mario's, Mario's a close friend, man. Mario's a real close friend. So you talk about coming full circle now. And, you know, obviously you guys are, are close and you've had some conversations. You know, not asking you to share anything personal, but what's just kind of been, you know, his reaction to being home? I mean, is he kind of in disbelief himself that he's back here and well, this thing's I'll came tell full you, circle? I, I haven't even had a chance other than a couple of texts and just since his mom died. So obviously yeah. right now he's probably, you know, in a different place. I, I can't speak for him. It, there was a sense of relief that he was back home. I've had yeah. some conversations with uh, Alex Mirabal who's stoked about being home and his kids going to Columbus. And I think the feeling of them coming back home and building something uh, has really been the, the big thing for him. Uh, but he hasn't stopped working, which doesn't surprise me. So believe it or not, you know, I haven't talked to him as much as you think. I, I, a lot of our talking is really texting. Um, but it's funny that when I asked something for him, like that first interview, I, it's all I asked him for. I said, man, I've, I've had your backpack here home for some time. Let me get first shot at you. And he goes, you got it. And I, I, that one, I Dang. definitely paid no attention to anybody. That one, I texted him and he called me. And that was that. Like, they were trying to, okay, sir, in order to have, and Mario was calling me when we were doing the radio interview. <laughs> we're like, we don't need anybody else. He and I got this, right? So that, that just means that the SID department wasn't doing their job at that point. Well, I think I, I think I'm just good at getting a Mario to come on. There you here. go. It was, fun. it was great. He was on his way to. I think he was on his way to Shamar's house when when I, mean, he, <laughs> I got a write up. I got a write up because the guy literally hung up on me in the interview because he got to Shamar's house. I'm almost certain it was Shamar. I, yeah. And he hung up on me. It was great. Then Grant, Gary Furman wrote something up, and then we had him on the show. And yeah, yeah, it's been fun having him back home. I I can only really assume, other than knowing, he's the kind of guy like this is what Mario is, right? He gets in, and you know how he says things in a low tone of voice, mm-hmm. and everything is calculated. And he's already fought like five steps ahead. Um, everything with him is about waking up, grinding, and getting work done. And the only thing he did tell me in the beginning is that there was a lot of work to do. Uh, he, he didn't imply, I'm not going to use any quotes or anything, but let's just say uh, he knew early on that he had a lot to do, and his hands were very full. Yep. So it wasn't like, you know, someone left the lesson plans. Uh, when he let, you know, behind, I'm using a teacher term. Yeah. And there was some rebuild internal rebuilding that had to happen immediately. I'm Let's sure. Say that. Yeah, yeah, some I'm would sure. say there was no lesson plans to be left. Cause it didn't look like the previous <laughs> regime had any yeah. plans. I'll say yeah. I've been the bad guy with Manny. I don't care. I called him out again, much like Al Golden. Did. I, I saw very early that Manny was not the guy. And I feel terrible. I, I I have to catch myself on Saturdays. You guys all follow me on social media. I get so wrapped up and angry and things don't go well. You got to woo saw, John. You got to woo saw. My wife will not even come in the room when Miami's playing. We could be up 35 nothing. I'm still bitching about something. So I feel bad for the way that I went after Manny. I, I think it was just 20 years of frustration. All came to a crescendo. And seeing them here in Atlanta, Seeing him last year, you know, sitting second row, me and Cole were right next to each other at Clemson. And looking at kids that really didn't look like they cared to be there. And a coaching staff that was just looking around like they were the bright, the lights were too big. It is nice to have somebody like Mario there who has a clear, concise plan of this is how my program's going to look. This is how we're going to run it. And if you don't like it, I'll find 10 other guys that can take your spot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more, John. And, and the, to just piggyback on what you're saying, it was frustrating to see them uh, at big games. One of the reasons I refused to go to the FIU game is because I had a bad feeling. Oh. I'm not telling you I was picking a winner or a loser. I just I didn't want to go to that place where that building used to stand right. and yeah. see something that wasn't trying to pretend that it was. And then I said, and then the worst case scenario is if they actually walk out of here losing here. I think I'm going to have, you know, blow a gasket. And well, I'm glad I never went. Um, I am glad that I was at that last game for FIU because it not only created a lot of memories for me with Mario, uh, it put a lot of things in perspective, not just about that building, but about the people that have been around this program for so many years and what that building and the connection with that building had with the program. Yeah. I, I think I firmly believe that since we said goodbye to the building, even though we hadn't won the last few years before we said goodbye to the building, but since that happened, the dip is much more than any part of the dip prior to leaving that building. We always felt we were two steps away from the rebuild. Uh, ever since we left that building, it seems like we were more like 20 steps away from the rebuild until December when uh, we got our boy back, our prodigal son came home. All of a sudden, it's not the building, but it's a guy who came from the building. It's a guy who won in the building, who has a mentality that came from that building, taught to him by people who also won in that building. And you can see by the way he's getting coaches, the way he's building his staff, the way he went out and recruited, had number 14 uh, recruiting class in the country when he basically didn't really have anything other than just nothing. Not absolutely nothing. Uh, It says a lot, but he's always been a great recruiter. One of the things that makes me happiest, other than that Alex Mirabal's in town and he brought him home, is that he brought my boy Frank Ponce home uh, and he kept my my boy uh, Demarcus Van Dyke on staff, which I think he's an amazing recruiter. And an up-and-coming guy as far as coaching and in the world of football on the sidelines and running college programs. I think he's been on the come up and his strength as a recruiter is undeniable. I'm biased. He's a very good friend of mine as well. Yeah. And I just yeah. to see all that coming together. Like, can you imagine you have five very good friends of yours on one coaching staff? I'm gonna have fun this year. I really am. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and so everybody who's listening, this is the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. Chopping it up with uh, Mr. The Amigo and everybody else. Now, now, obviously, you're a longtime Hurricane fan. And you and I have already talked on this before. Like, Rohan Marley is your boy. That, that's your go-to. Like, that's your dog, right? <laughs> but, but talk to me about some, when you, some of your, like, fond – and we got about five more minutes before we go to break. But talk to me a little bit about some of your best memories growing up as a Hurricane fan. So, a lot of my favorite memories growing up as a Hurricane fan have a lot to do with Melvin Bratton and Alonzo Highsmith. Um, I got to know them, Alonzo, a little bit more than Mel in the beginning. Then Mel just became like my brother. Uh, when they played at UM, I basically was going to see them play when I went. But at the same time, obviously, growing up as a kid, you know, remember, I came from New York, man. I moved here in 1980. And, and you know, remembering going to the Orange Bowl and never having experienced anything quite like that other than Yankee Stadium. Um, you know, I'd never been to a football game and heard all that screaming before because that's true. Before I got here, I'd never been to a football game. I never went to a Jets or Giants game. There was no college football in New York. So it was all so new to me. I was just so impressed with you. And my biggest childhood here, uh, memories are, are that first national championship team. It's, it's hard to forget what they did. Uh, that last second field goal, uh, it was an FSU they beat, I believe, at the end of the yep. season. Solidify them. 17-16, right? And that, that's a little bit. And who could ever forget Sonny Hurst called, deflect it away, deflect it away. And, you know, to me, all that reminds me of being a kid. And then being a kid reminds me of being a Hurricane fan. 
So my memories go hand in hand with it. You know, the Dolphins weren't very good in the 80s. You know, they made it to a Super Bowl or two, but they, you know, they always found a way to disappoint. I, I, I wore it in my, on my sleeve. Everything was hurricanes. I, you know, if I bought something, I bought it in orange, I bought green. Uh, and I was, I made no mistake. I mean, no bones about being it. And there was no mistakes about the fact that I was a big fan. And when I lost or when they lost, I lost. I felt like my world was crumbling. Um, <laughs> but when they, but when they won, I might as well have been part of the parade. Um, in fact, the hurricanes are responsible for me getting a job at the Herald and starting my media career. I was writing for my college paper in downtown campus, Miami-Dade, and we started a weekly column about how the hurricane season was going. My, my, our advisor didn't want me to cover the Miami Hurricanes. We were Miami-Dade. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, so you want me to cover Barracuda's volleyball? You don't want me to cover the team that plays in national championship caliber football in the Orange Bowl down the street. So it was a big fight, but he would let me do it. And then we had one big article right before the end of the school year where it, we knew it was going to be, you know, Oklahoma against Miami in that national championship game in 87. And uh, the sports editor gave his reason why he thought the other team was going to win. And I gave my reason why I thought they were going to win. And I ended it by saying it shall be a wretched sight for hurricane haters. You can quote me on this. The University of Miami Hurricanes will be national champions. So we come back from the winter break and we're working on our first, you know, our first, you know, first of the year uh, newspaper. And lo and behold, I have to write my article. So I start my article and I started it with a quote. I quoted myself. It shall be a wretched <laughs> sight for hurricane haters. You can quote me on this. University of Miami Hurricanes football team will be national champions. The, the lead, John, you'll appreciate this. The lead of the story read as follows. I told you so. <laughs> Wasn't it I? Wasn't it I? Wasn't it I? Boom, 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 boom. And I took every point out that I made the three months before about why they were the best team in the country. And they weren't going to choke like they had the year before. And why Jimmy Johnson was a premier coach. And someone at the Miami Herald noticed it. That's awesome. And, and that's how I got my stringer job at the Herald. I that's would awesome. never have done Ray. I would have never done any of this nonsense. If I don't get that stringer job, shout out to Bill Van Smith, BBS, man. If it's not for BBS, I don't ever do it. And I don't meet the people that I meet. I don't make the contacts that I make. And, and I, I have no words for that moment being the pivotal moment in my career. You know, it's crazy. It to hear shall you. be a wretched sight for right. hurricane haters, baby. <laughs> it's, yeah. crazy. it's crazy, like, getting to know everybody the way that we have. Again, shout out to social media. To hear that a lot of our childhoods were all the same. You know, I'm thinking I'm insulated, whether it was living in Fort Lauderdale or living in West Palm as just this over-the-top crazy, because my world was the same way. Miami won. I I, I felt like, the, I, again, I felt like I was getting a national championship ring. They lost. I remember many nights crying myself to sleep. Um, I remember the Maryland game, listening to it on the radio in 84 when they blew the 31 nothing lead and shattering oh. my radio and getting one of the worst ass whoopings I ever got because I had one of those little stupid cheap transistor radios, but back then that's all my family had. And I broke it because we blew a 31 nothing lead. And, you know, it was just memories like that. And over the time getting to meet guys like Joe Zagaki and DBJ and uh, Victor Bermudez, who's such a great guy and does all the Fix stuff. Fix the man, bro. He's awesome. Fix the man, personal friend. What a guy, bro. He's one of a kind. I love him, man. Get, yep. getting to and meet- his wife, Mercy, shout out to both of them, bro. Those guys, those are – Hialeah buddies right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I don't, I don't want to rain on – hold on. I don't want to rain on your parade, 
give me like 30 seconds and, and regroup and just hold those thoughts real quick while we go to break. Right. We'll be right back on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad oh. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing credit. nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you, 
gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. John, now you can have free reign. All I know is Frank's going to kill us because the, the editing and cutting is going to be phenomenal. And <laughs> we have nothing to do with that. So, anyway, so, I can't wait till the students here and they get to put all the beeps in there. <laughs> I know his boss. We'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my thing with that is it's just amazing to see, to see that there were, you know, 30, 50, 200,000 of us that were living the same way. Yeah. And I always tell people that didn't grow up in South Florida, they, like my old co host, Rick Camba dear personal friend of mine we worked together and when we worked together here in atlanta he was always like you guys are a cult he goes but not in a bad way because we would do remotes here in atlanta and everybody like if anybody's ever listened to me it the orange and green bleeds through the headphones it doesn't matter and we'd have miami fans would show up just to meet me i'm nobody i'm just i'm a fan just like anybody else is and rick was like everywhere we go somebody's throwing up the you and i said it was a cultural thing in south florida like South Florida had their problems. Don't get me wrong. We, we all know about the riots in Overtown, uh, the 1982 riots, everything that was going on there. The 30 for 30 didn't lie. The Orange Bowl became a cultural melting pot where as long as you had on orange and green, you're safe. We didn't give a damn who you voted for. You're la familia. Yeah. We didn't care who you voted for. We didn't care what your race was. We didn't care about your sexual orientation. As long as you had on orange and green, you were good. Everybody yeah. else, you're, you're a free game. Yeah. So can, can I just bring something up? Because, and this is kind of off kilter, but at the same time, I think it has to be said, because we meet a lot of people. And, you know, Burgess threw out a word, La Familia. I don't care if it's La Familia. I don't care if it's Kane's fam. You know, obviously, probably everybody knows what happened last week with, a, with an individual. And, you know, again, I, I don't, I'm not going to bring up names, but, this is the type of situation where, again, he's a friend and, you know, I, and an individual was, you know, you know, killed. And, you know, now you have another friend and, and the wife who I don't know how she's going through things like that. But these are the type of relationships that you build through the University of Miami. Uh, and again, we might not get along, you know, with each other. We can bicker. We can argue. Um, you know, especially on chats and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, man, it's like, we're family. We're family because we have that same passion. We have that same orange and green that runs through our veins, you know? And when something like this happens, like I'm not turning my back on anybody. Like, you know, I'm going to reach out and be like, Hey, do you need anything? You know? And it's just, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Cause you know, bird, you did mention like, you know, a lot familiar and it's a family thing, you know? And you know, it's, it's just a tragic situation. And, you know, hopefully I don't even know, I can't even say I hope things work out because, Obviously, there's an individual who's not here anymore, right? So you can't say I hope something works out. So 
and, and you guys know who I'm referring to. Again, we don't need to, you know, say names yeah, on the air and stuff like that. But uh, I, again, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. I just say this: where, where I got so mad is the the people that immediately were trying to persecute. Right. right. In our country, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. There are lawyers, there are judges, there are juries that are paid. Some of them paid a lot of money to make sure that facts come out. Due just process. Because, just because there's a Due two process, or three baby. article, or, you know, two or three paragraph article written, that doesn't mean there's all the facts of everything. And that's right. where you know I, that individual is a friend of mine. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've spent many a tailgates with him and his yeah. family, his son, getting to know them. Yeah, I know he had a past. Guess what? We all had a past. Facts. There's a lot of people who have made bad decisions in their lives and straightened it out. Facts. And that guy is straightened his life out. Whatever happened on that day, the facts of that will come out. Shame on anybody that was a Hurricane fan that was throwing him under the bus, talking right. trash to him or his wife. You're the type of people that I don't want to deal with. Right. That's saying you have to think that he's innocent one way or the other. Let this thing play out before you rush to judgment. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll go ahead and jump in. This is actually the first statement I've made on the airwaves about this. He is a friend as well, and he's been a friend for quite some time. And you're right when you say that we're all a family because that family has had its peaks and valleys at times. But I'm friends with everybody, right? Um, including him. And I saw uh, the change in his life and. If I didn't think he was a good person, he wouldn't have had a personal relationship with myself and my kids for many, many years. And and we were we're in the same place you guys are at. Everything comes with due process. I uh, it's in prayer for me, Derek. You know that I have a strong faith, even though I yeah. don't advertise it. Yeah. Um, but certainly, that's what that's where I'm at with it now. I'm very saddened by everything. I'm saddened by the fact that someone lost a life. Yep. And that goes without saying, um, but I'm heartbroken because I didn't think the world was as evil as it has been to them relative to the people who have made the comments. You're entitled to your opinion, but uh, I don't know in what world you can have an opinion and it's okay to just beat down a man uh, regardless of what the situation is. I just think sometimes it's, if you don't have anything nice to say, you just don't say it. Um, and I think some people went out of their way to be jerks and the situation is a very touchy situation. Right. Uh, there's a potential of it not going well for this person. Right. Um, and we can only pray for the best, but that's someone you're right. That was our friend yeah. and is our friend. No, and quite frankly, yeah. is our friend and, yep. and not, not happy about this happening. And certainly I, I echo your sentiments and I'm glad that I had an opportunity on your show to say this. Yeah. You know, as, as great as social media can be, it's just it can be just as evil, right? Because again, people don't know an individual. They just like John said, they they read something and then just jump to conclusions. You know, uh, again, you know, John had put out an article, you know, a couple months ago about the top five greatest hurricane fans. Boy, did that start like a whirlwind of crap. You know what I mean? Like, but it, that's just because that's the way that people take things. They read a sentence and they say, "Oh well, then that guy must be guilty." And look at this guy. Look what he did in his past. Who cares? Look what he's doing now, right. right? And like John said, like, look, I have flaws. I'm not a great guy. You know, I've done things in my past. John's probably does. I don't even know about Bird. And Bird probably has a big old list that he don't want to share. But at the end of the day, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, but uh, again, my heart goes out to to both sides, right, in mm-hmm. that situation. And, you know, uh, like I said, let due process help. And, you know, if, if it – 
if it goes a certain way where that individual has to get locked up, then I'm going to go visit them, right. you know? And then, and maybe I'll visit NJ Kane at the same time. Who knows? You know, so you know. I, I, I won't visit him. But I, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you know I, don't, I don't think about. he's got the same support that the other one does. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, not quite. I, you know, and I thought about I, I I thought about our boy when they played Florida at the light last week. Yeah. Knowing yeah. how much he was one of the ones. Like, there's people that oh, I'm a baseball fan. He would be there on Wednesday night when they were playing Hartford. You know, yeah. drinking his Mark, uh, his Mark Light shake and, you know, just I, and I really thought about him watching that game on ESPN plus or whatever it was. I'm like, man, this is a night that I know uh, and not to belittle what happened, but this is a night that he's supposed to be there. Him and well, his he was wife a bigger baseball fan than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's baseball. really his big. That was his that was his passion was baseball. Not a lot of people yep. know that. I don't know, man. It's. Yeah. And it, this might not be a quick situation. This might be a, a, a long, drawn-out situation. Um, but again, I, like I said, I just it, it popped into my head, Bird, when you when you mentioned something. So I felt like I needed to say that. So yeah, it's um, we're unscripted, man. You know, we we tell it like it is, and like we feel it, and we speak from the heart, just like uh, just like the amigo got his got his ran out. <laughs> waiting to, Boy, waiting that one that one's There's... going in the Hall of Fame, huh? Bro, that so, one's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. So not only that, so again, so not only did Amigo get like super excited, you know, again, his his childhood boys coming back. It's like that man crush, right? Like my man crush is back in the 305. Like, listen, let's let's get together. Yeah. My my man Amigo went out and got season tickets. <laughs> like he's like, I'm going to the rock and I'm gonna watch Mario coach. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I had somebody ask me the other day, why'd you do that? You're credentialed. I said, because this isn't made up. I always would tell him, man, the day, the day you become the Hurricanes coach, I'm buying season tickets. And he would laugh because it was kind of a, like an oxymoron. Why would you need to buy season tickets if you're a credentialed media? And I actually went out and I bought two club seats. It's, it's, a, it's a show Sitting next support. to my boy Armando. Snap. To our show Lakers support. Kings, I got to, man. I Are you sitting with Mondo? Mondo, yeah, man. Oh, oh that's man. my dude. When I say that is my dude, um, he came here. He actually came to my house. He was up. I don't, I don't even remember what he was up here for, doing some work. And he goes, what are you doing for the game? I said, I got a big old, you know, movie theater room in my basement. Come through. And I cooked. And he, he came over. We watched the Louisville game a year ago. And he was like, man, he was. He's, he had his wife up and showing her all the stuff I have in the basement. He was like, this is what I want our house to look like. What a great day. He's in New Orleans right now. Yeah, he's in New Orleans right now. Yeah, yeah he's sure. in New Orleans right now. Yeah. I've known I've known Armando over 20 years. Uh, we're, we're isn't really, it his really anniversary? Was it, is it his anniversary? It was his 18th anniversary last yeah. week. Shout That's out right. to him mm-hmm. and to his his uh, his beautiful wife. Who He says, I didn't marry no skeezer. Like he always tells us. like, I laugh at him when he tells me that, but shout out to Monica who puts up with him. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. We all have like, obviously like my wife's a trip sometimes. Like she'll bring up comments and she's like, you know, listen, I ain't no chicken head. You know, like if you want to know, like, okay. You know, <laughs> you know, like we got to go to, like, we got to go to target. Next thing you know, it's like 30 minutes later. I'm like, what are we doing? I have to do my makeup. She's like, I ain't going down the house looking busted. She's like, I got to get my makeup on. I got to get my hair done. And, and Bird, like, if you ever watched, if you ever see Maria going to a game, there's really no orange and green. Nope. And, and and she'll tell you, she's like. Occasionally she'll wear a Miami shirt. Occasionally. She's like, and people ask her, like, why don't you dress up? She's like, that's Derek's thing. I'm here to support him. I'm here to be with him. I don't have to wear orange and green. This is me. 
you you look at this this is me <laughs> so <laughs> the life the life of a latin wife bro like johnny yeah, got yeah. it <laughs> i've got that too see mine's the same way larry you'll love the story so this year she had never been to she'd never been to miami with me we've only been married close to five years grew up in new orleans wasn't a huge college football fan i've made her one and that was kind of a prerequisite you're going to be a cane or you're not going to be my wife so this year I said, I'm going to go to the Michigan State game. And, of course, Co hooks me up. Great seat. Front row. Front row right where they're coming out of the smoke. And I'm as stoked. Noon kickoff. The smoke. We're on TV. My, my beautiful Spanish wife. An hour in the hotel getting ready. I said, I don't know why you're putting all this makeup on. It's a million degrees outside. And it's 70% humidity. We made it. was hotter than most. Six minutes of the first quarter and she goes i cannot do this we ended up my buddy sits in one of the club sex i went and sat with him she goes it's too high i said i told you the makeup was a waste of time uh, but she loved it she will wear the orange and green she'll support it, there's nothing like it bro my, mine was mine was born in miami and uh you know like uh, i was very lucky that she was already a uh a Kane fan coming into it man so i enjoy it yeah. i enjoy it we know well, at least I got my kids. We know you. <laughs> hey, new beginnings. Ah, I got my kids. New beginnings. Always, always. March 17th. <laughs> new beginnings. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, my word. But but it's, it's, it's going to be – so, John, are you planning on coming down for any games this year or no? Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a matter of how many, not if. How many I'm going to make it down for. If these gas prices don't go down, I'm not going to damn play. Holy <laughs> Gas went up 60 cents in two days. It was crazy. John. So, when we had John Ruiz. John, are you? Go ahead. I was going to ask John a question. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. Did, did you? Are you? Are you it was you who introduced me. To Kyle from Naples, right? Is that you? No, it was, wasn't me. Nope. Oh, man. I thought it was you. Then you worked with someone in Atlanta that knew him. Because I've become friends with some guy in Naples. His name is Kyle. He's a huge Canes fan. I don't know why I thought it was you who introduced me to him. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it was somebody. I'm going to give him a shout out. <laughs> well, we should give Kyle a shout out. He already pulled his name up. Kyle, so. shout out to you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he he works for that W I L the W L I N over there in New Orleans. W L I N. Whatever it is. <laughs> and look, if it was me that introduced you, my bad, Kyle. My memory's bad from uh, maybe way too many Tito's and Red Bull throughout the years. Uh, that's oh my goodness. But no, I plan to. So we had John Ruiz on two weeks ago, and he invited us to his suite for the opener. Well, now I got to come to the opener. I'm not going to miss that opportunity. Um, Fourth State is the week before my birthday. November 6th. Yeah, that's the week before my birthday, so I'll definitely be down for that one. And I'll make Georgia Tech here on the road, which is right down the street, Clemson, which is right down the road as well, and I'm debating on Texas A&M. So that'll be the five that I'll try to make road trips for. All right, well, we got to make one road trip here. Ah, We got about a minute left because otherwise – We'll, we'll make it hard on the students over there saying, oh, yeah, they didn't go to break at the right time. They're going to hate we, we, Bro, like Larry, and, and I'm sure you listen occasionally to the show, but we, we're we way off on our break times, bro. Like, oh, I know. I you heard. get the talk. Right? But listen, when, yeah. you, when you start to get into talk, like I, I really feel like I, don't, I never want to try to interrupt anybody, right? And I'm like, so then I'll stop a segment a little short, you know, on the next segment or whatever. You know, you just – 
sometimes you got to let people go, man. Like, listen, I love it. And again, everybody out there listening to the Ken Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, channel 145 Slam Radio. You got John Michaels, Dirty Bird, myself, and Larry the Amigo. You can follow Larry. Where can they follow you at? Where's the Amigo at? You can follow me on Instagram at Larry the Amigo, on Twitter at the Amigo. Of course, you can always follow the show on either one of those at Good Morning Amigo and, of course, at Slam Radio XM on both platforms as well. See, I'm getting a lot better since since I had like another mentor teach me about the reset. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to do it. You know, I'm trying. All <laughs> reset's a good thing. Yeah, reset's a good thing. <laughs> Very good thing. Smart try. Mentor. Smart try. All right, give us a quick moment. We'll be right back here on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. 
So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. back here on the fifth segment of our two-hour show here on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, Larry, I think, had to go – he had to think he went to go tinkle. I'm not sure where he went. But at the same time, it's – What did he do? He had to go tinkle. <laughs> he called it tinkle. That was cute. <laughs> Sheesh. We're not sure what we can say on the radio. Obviously, guests can say what they want to say. We have I don't to know. be very we've careful. <laughs> We, we, we've definitely pushed the boundary this time, man. Like I said, you know, usually when, when, when we send this thing over to, you know, to Frank for, for editing, you know, it's, it's pretty easy, man. The brakes are in, you know, there's nice flat lines where you can, where you can grab it and insert the commercials and everything, man. And, you know, occasionally, like, oh, somebody, you know, uh, Joel, occasionally. Rodriguez, Joel Rodriguez was on and he had, you know, he had, a, he was on vacation. and had a couple, you know, had a couple of Red, Red Bulls, you know, we might, we might need a, you oh, know, that should have been fun. Later. Oh, oh bro. Good. What yeah. was the other word? Was what was the over under? I was gonna say, what was the over under? Yeah, it was got to be like, probably like probably plus thirty. I mean, yeah. it was. <laughs> he was sitting at the bar. Man. I think he was sitting at the bar in the Keys. Yep. And it was like this mother bleeper. And then we had brought him on because we had Eric Winston on the show, right? And they were really good friends. <laughs> oh, Jesus, mm. they played together, man. They bro. And then friends. all of a sudden, it was just a bleep fest, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my word. And then the worst thing was, <laughs> by, by the way, Derek. By the way, Derek, two guys I know very well. Joel, remember that flag football league that John was talking about? Yeah. Joel, when he was in Miami, he wrote for the neighbors uh, as a senior in, in a junior or senior in, at UM. It might have been a junior. And he wrote an article about my league, a two-page wow. article. I have it framed and everything. When he went by the studio a, a couple of months ago, I showed him. I go, look, man, you're, you're up in lights here. He literally wrote the article. He was studying journalism. I think that was his uh, – I think that was his major was journalism. Well, Great guy. By seven, the way, shout out curse. to seven zero. <laughs> yeah, right. The reason he curses like a sailor, his first main gig coaching at Division One, uh, he went to Ole Miss where Ed Orgeron was there. Oh, and uh, oh, by the way, he, he Art Kehoe was there. <laughs> oh man. And I did I did an interview with the three of them in a room and they must have pounded at least 36 beers before they oh, called me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. 
that well, was he, fun. That was you fun. know, Joel now is at Akron. He just he has an O line job yes. at Akron, so you know, good yeah. for him. And you know, he yeah. he had hit me up about a couple weeks ago. I guess he had bought some TVs for his dad. His dad lives, I think, in Miami Lakes or something. And uh, he hit Miami me up. Lakes, He's like, "Hey, yes. can you can you take care of my dad, man? Can you go put him on the wall?" I'm like, "I got you." So like, I've been texting his dad back and forth, just trying to find the right day. The days I'm available, the dad's not available. The day the dad's available, I'm not available. So, but Joel's a fantastic, He's a great guy. Man. Fantastic human being, man. Hell of a football player, too. I don't know if he was all that good, but, you know, we'll, we'll leave that oh, for another discussion. <laughs> Joel was actually, he, he, you know, he held down the O-line. I mean, he, he was actually pretty good. Um, but, but again, it's, it's one of those positions that don't get a lot of clout. You know, and that's why I feel like when you look at Mario now, obviously they just got a big four-star recruit out of Maryland. You know, Mario's going for the trenches. You know, they, have a, they had a big five-star kid on campus last week. Um, David Hicks, you know, the number three overall player in the country. Um, and him and I were texting a little bit back and forth. I saw him at the light. I was down at the baseball game last weekend, like the Gator series. And I see this dude walk in with, uh, with, um, uh, the new defensive line coach, Joe Salave. And I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. And I'm like, man, that's, that's DJ Hicks. So I asked him, I'm like, you know, Hey, Hey DJ, can I get a photo? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his dad actually goes, Hey, I'll take it for you. Dad's just a laid back, humble dude. They sat there, watched baseball. Uh, Mike Rump was there. I had ended up sitting next to a uh, Matt Walters because Matt Walters' nephew actually pitches. He's a closer. For, he's a closer. Pitches for for Miami, and then I guess his uh his nephew's younger brother actually is committed to play ball for Miami next year. Hmm. Um, who throws even better than oh, wow. his nephew? So I sat and talked to Matt for probably about thirty minutes. You know, we were talking about old times, and it was funny because you have Mike Rump there, you had Matt Walters there, and I said, "This is so symbolic." I said one of the to- I said one of the top five plays in the University of Miami history. You have two of the three people that were involved in that play. You know, you think about Mike Rump with the deflection, Matt Walters with the interception. You just didn't have Ed Reed with the strip and score. You know, but to hear Matt tell the story about, you know, they were so locked in in that season to where he just looked up and saw. He goes, Ed had these eyes, and I knew those eyes. And when Ed came on the side of me, I looked up and I saw those eyes. And Ed said, Matt, it's me. And he goes, that's when I gave him the ball. And like you talking about like a just a trusting, you know, type of team, like that's that was trusting. That could have been a, a Boston College player, like, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball. But for him to hear Ed and look up and just see Ed's eyes and pass him the ball, and then the rest is history. And, and think about that. If we don't intercept that ball, who knows if Miami, if Boston College doesn't score and ruins the national championship year, you know, you don't know. But it was just kind of symbolic that two of the three guys were sitting like side by side. And we kind of chopped it up talking about that. So memories, bro. Memories. Dude, and that's what we're hoping to get back to. You know, that's, uh, you know, Migo, you talked about right at the beginning, you know, how excited you were and like tears in your eyes knowing that Mario's coming back. For all these years, for me, it's always been false hope and more internally me hoping that the magic of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s would reappear. I really feel like legitimately if I'm a gambling man and I'm not, I'm not Calvin Ridley. If I'm a gambling man, I, Ooh, you know, I would go put some money on the Canes to be really good really soon. I was on Hawkman and Crowder today and they said, realistically to be in the college football playoffs, how long does it take? I said, within three years, we're in the playoffs. I wholeheartedly with everything that is holy to me, believe in three years, Mario Cristobal is that guy to get us to the college football playoffs. I agree. But you, you can fighting in a body. I have it to agree. It, it can it can it can happen. I mean, you've got, you know, you got the pieces right now. I mean, you have a 
Heisman candidate quarterback, right? Who lit it up last year. Um, you know, you got a coach who's focused on the trenches. You got a lot of talent in there, a lot of underdeveloped talent. You know, I mean, that's that's the big thing, right? You gotta you gotta get the the O line to come together. Those guys come together, and somebody emerges as a running back, and the receivers can catch balls. I mean, it's the biggest word in sports, right? I mean, we we could sit here and debate it all day long, but if some things happen, this is a this is a roster that can make the playoffs. Can they win it all? I don't think they can knock off a you know like two teams in the playoffs to, to win it all, right? But get to the playoff, yeah, I think because I think we can win the ACC. All you got to do is get to Charlotte and win that game, and you're in. The dare to dream comes in September. You beat Texas yeah. A&M on the road, all bets are off. It's going to be 2017 on steroids. Yeah. Because I think at 17, we were all waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, it was great, 10-0. and 0. Oh, my goodness. I was wearing a chain to work every day. We, we sort of knew. Yeah, but we sort of knew. It was right. a fluke. That's yeah, what I'm you, saying. We were we waiting for the other shoe to drop. You got you go so beat, lucky. You go beat Texas A&M on the road, and that's a very winnable game. I know Absolutely. Miami fans, the, like the negative Miami, oh, we're not going to go. A&M is so average. They, they were eight and four. I know they pulled in an unbelievable recruiting class. We did that before in the 08 class. Uh, freshmen in college football, a whole group of them aren't winning right away. Bingo. We could go nope. beat Texas A&M. But I'll, I'll tell you, you know, everybody keeps saying that they circle that Texas A&M game. The biggest and hardest challenge is going to be at Clemson for us because sure. there's going to be something – I think both. I think we all would agree. You know, both teams are going to have something riding on that the second to last week of the season. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's going to clinch a, a, a trip to to Charlotte in that game, right? So there's a lot that's at stake in that. And an ACC game is so much bigger. Like you can lose that Texas A&M game and still have a magical season, right? You beat Texas A&M and lose to Clemson. You know that one's going to sting a lot more than losing the Texas A&M game. My, my only problem with that Clemson game, even though we wanted to believe that you know it wasn't the same Clemson team, that Clemson away game is it a winnable game for us? I don't know how we you know before we get to that point of the season or how good are we going to be? Yeah. How, how, you know how does that FSU game look? How does TVD end up you know doing? Is he going to get the right protection? Is the defense going to step up? There's a lot of variables. We don't know, but if they get to that game with Clemson in a position to win, uh, you know to to get themselves to win an ACC title by virtue of, you know, of how, of how they perform throughout the year, then they may be more inspired to win a game like that. My concern is going on the road. That's not the only tough road game they have all year. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't win like Bobby Bowden. You say, I, I, I can only get these kids up four or five times a year. You see, and it's not always <laughs> you can get these kids Dude, up. That's the best. You know what that I mean? That was spot on. <laughs> The ghost of Bobby Bowden on the Kang Gang show. <laughs> you know, these 19-year-olds, they get, you know, they, they, they break up with a girlfriend. Uh, you know, they there's a lot of variables. You don't know what you can count on. But I find that a game at Clemson, I find that a game even within a mid-Texas A&M team, right. uh, you have to say they might be well-coached and it's still the variable of a road game. Um, can Miami win nine games this year? They can, but they might have to win two, you know, two tough road games of this. So, so it really all depends. Maybe I'm the optimist, right? Because I feel like the schedule is very, very easy. I mean, you open up with Bethune, Southern Miss, and then you go to A&M, and then you come back with Middle Tennessee State. Worst case scenario, you, you're, you're legitimately a three and one, right? You have a bye week before Carolina comes here without 
Sam Howell, which again doesn't mean anything. They have Josh Downs as their only player really on offense, right? Um, but again, their ass. I'm so tired. Of yeah, correct. One hundred percent. So when you think about that, if you win that game, you're four and one. Then you go on the road. Um, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, which is a very winnable game. You come back with Duke. Then you go to Charlottesville of Virginia. Like you should be sitting at seven and one before you even got FSU coming to town. Mm-hmm. FSU is a, a trash. Like they beat us last year. I, I, I got to give them that. Not that they're better than us, but they beat us, right? You need to have them come in here. You need to drop another 50 burger on them. Send them back up fucking up. Oh, sorry, up to <laughs> Tallahassee. Send them back to Tallahassee. You know, again, you're at eight and one. Then you, you follow it up when it gets a Georgia Tech team, which, John, well, they're uh, probably not that good, right? Uh, I, I mean, again. They're still probably. Uh, their coach is on the hot. Love Coach Collins. Shout out to Jeff. He came in studio with us two weeks ago and did 45 <laughs> minutes with us. His seat is so hot, he can't sit down right now. Can, can he still go to Waffle House in Atlanta? Like he, <laughs> yeah, he, no. he, he loves Waffle House. So he, so he walks into varsity, and it's not even what do you have. It's a you got to go. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> so think so he might be he might be smothered and covered before. Yeah. Said and done. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but think about it, Larry. If you're eight and one, and then you you go to Georgia Tech, you beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, your Clemson game theoretically it doesn't affect your ACC because it's not a coastal. That's the Atlantic division. It's not a coastal game. And again, you end with a pit at home. You know what I mean? So like your schedule is really favorable. Not. You still got to win, but your schedule is really set up for you to really have a great season. All Saturday games. Derek, I'm I'm afraid of the road games. Yeah, they are all Saturday games. I'm glad that finally it's not somebody's Super Bowl on a Thursday night, or there may be a Saturday night sprinkled in there. But nothing pisses me off than the hypocrites around college football, including jerks like Paul Feinbaum that want to say that Miami's irrelevant. Yeah, programs all over the country – Want to go ahead and schedule Miami on a Thursday night, on a Saturday night, fill up the place with 19-year-old drunk kids, and say, wow, this is just like a Super Bowl for us. We haven't had a car like this in 30 years. <laughs> Gee, why do you have a car like that? Maybe it's because you're playing relevant Miami. Somebody tell Paul Feinbaum that even when Miami sucks, they're relevant. Because I love so the Larry, they don't miss. Larry, so I have to ask you. How often do you get to get this stuff off your chest? Like, <laughs> well, you have to understand. I'm in front of kids, so it happens once in a while. But I don't get to do it with that passion, man. I need to be on your show more I, often, bro. Amigo, like, uncensored. We love this uncensored. Can we do an uncensored show? <laughs> my my poor show here in Atlanta, because I I have been told stop the Miami talk, and I'm like, I got to sprinkle it in every now and then. I I can't help it. Like the Canes are good in basketball. My poor show host, and I work with four other guys. Every commercial break, it's either Heat, Canes, or Kane. <laughs> and they're like, dude, we don't care. I don't <laughs> care that we don't care because I got to get it off my but chest. Do you guys take calls? Do you guys take calls or are you part of the group that doesn't take calls? Nobody takes calls anymore. We have, if a we have five called in. Dude, we have five guys on our show. So there's enough hot air coming out that we very, yeah, very rarely take calls. If you look at Miami sports as a whole right now, though, right? I mean, look, all, all the, the UM programs, like football's got amazing trajectory right now, right? You know, baseball's off to a decent start. The two they're 9-3. Yeah, they're 9-3. Yeah, I mean, you know, women's and, and men's basketball, both crushing it. The Heat are possibly the best team in the NBA right never, now. Never, right? never. Dude, they are so deep. I hate on my Heat. 
Bro, they're all there. I'm saying is they got destroyed by Phoenix. They're, they're they probably the top three. They're they're not close to Phoenix and they're not close to Golden State. They're but built you, for playoff. Hold on, Derek. But Derek, I'm just saying they haven't been blown out. It's been like months since they've been blown out. He they just said they're the everybody. best team in the NBA. I said they're possibly the best team in the NBA. They, they are blew, built. They also they lost by thirty on the road earlier in the year, so it's kind of yeah. balanced out. Yeah. You got the Panthers, right? So the Panthers are are I think the top in the East or a yeah, game yeah. or two back. Correct. You know, if it wasn't for the Dolphins. And, well, and the Marlins. Don't forget about them. Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? <laughs> didn't the MLB just sign? Didn't they just come with a tentative agreement to maybe start playing now? No, it's starting. Yeah, April 7th, opening day. Gosh. Isn't that nice of them? Yeah, that's the one thing I'm okay with because uh, uh, look out of my studio and we literally look right down the third baseline at Truist Park. No. So the world wow. champs will be coming home. Uh, By the way, cool. that's my favorite park. That's my favorite park in all of baseball, just so you know. It's awesome. Uh, the, the battery is so cool. Um, the, the, the amount of crowd that they put in there during the playoffs was insane. Uh, I wish the Marlins could ever get to that, but you need ownership that actually gives a damn. Well, you need fans. Well, well you, <laughs> and you need an owner quick. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the ownership of that Braves organization. And I'm going to tell you what impressed me. Braves have always been a rival to teams that I root for. And I've never been much of a Braves fan. But back in September of 2017, there was a little hurricane that rolled through South Florida. And when that bitch said it was going to be a Category 5, this bitch over here went to Atlanta. And I drove drove to Atlanta. It took me 20 hours to get to Atlanta. I can't make that up. 20 hours? Everybody else had the same idea. Yeah, everybody everybody had the same idea. Everybody had the same time. It was unbelievable. Um, The Atlanta Braves knew that there had been an influx of people from South Florida. The Atlanta Braves said, if you come and show your Florida ID, you can come to a Florida, uh, to a Atlanta Braves game for free. I think it was the Atlanta Braves Florida Marlins series. I think it was, yeah. They allowed everybody in. And, and as long as you have Florida ID, you could go watch the game. So I'm like, great, we're going to go watch a baseball game. I might as well get baseball in before they blow my house away, right? So we get over there and I pull in and the gentleman sees me and I said, oh yeah, okay. And I go to pull up my rig. He goes, oh, you're here to see the Braves game? He goes, are you from Miami? I said, yes, sir. He goes, okay, let me see your ID. He shows my ID. He goes, okay, you can park right over here. And I go, how much do I owe you? He goes, you're from Miami. Is that correct, sir? I said, yes. He goes, have a nice day. Enjoy the game. Wow. In other words, I didn't pay for parking. It gets better. I go in the park, I sit down, I get some real good seats. They're not bad seats for free, right? Right. Yeah. And I go to get concessions, right? When I go to get concessions, I guess I look like Florida or something, right? We do. We kind of stand out. <laughs> she says, everything okay with you back home? And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're worried. And let's see. It's supposed to hit that center. We don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. She hands me the food and says, thank you. Mm. Wow. I didn't pay a dime. And there was, I was staying in, I, this, this went on for a week. Uh, Buckhead. I was staying in Buckhead. Oh, nice. And there was a Chipotle in Buckhead. I can't make this up, guys. They wouldn't take my money. Every time I went in the eat, I go, today you're taking my money. I go, okay. And they give it back to me. Like, they would not take my money. Um, I've never been in a place like Atlanta. And Atlanta might get some bad hype here, there, and everywhere. I love Atlanta. Um, I was treated like a king there for seven days when it looked like my life was going to be upside down for a while, which thank God it wasn't. Uh, I went back recently. I I got rushed to Emory Hospital. I was treated like a king there. Uh, they yeah. got them better. Atlanta is a great place. I love going to visit. I love. Uh, I'm planning on going 
during the football season, John. So get ready. You're going to have to see me out there. Sometime when the weather gets a little cooler, uh, I'm going to go back out there. But uh, you folks in Atlanta, man, you do it right. Just drive so damn fast. I've never seen a place where people drive so fast. It's, Holy mackerel, you guys! Fly. And you drive, you drive in Miami, so you saying that says something. So and originally you, from New York, <laughs> which, is, which is the worst. I don't know how you drive up there. Brian Finneran works with me, former Falcon, and him and I live about ten minutes apart. We're on the same road, really, really close. It, it, he lives in the rich side of town. I live in the more middle class. So a lot of times we go as we're driving to work. I'll drive past. Well, I guess the other day I was doing. 88, 80. I was just, I'm just in the fast lane cruising, sitting oh, back 90. to some jam pony. Finn, Finn walks into the studio and he goes, how damn fast were you going? He goes, you flew by me like I was going in reverse. I said, wow. I, but yeah, everybody here, if you're not like the speed limit might say 60. If you're not doing 80, you're getting run off the road. Yep. If you're not first, you're last. That's it. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. But what made what made me laugh, Derek, is the, he slipped in there the jam pony reference. You, oh, yeah. the jam you pony, didn't see me go right? like this. True story. I have somehow found jam pony like a, a, a Facebook. I don't go on Facebook for. Oh, anything. I'm on that. I'm on that group. So I I hit up one day. I said, Hey, anybody? You know, can anybody get me a jam pony USB? DJ Slick Vic, who, yep. if you listen to Pony, He's you know, a founder. <laughs> he sends me a DM and goes, hey, I, I'll get, and he just sent me like six USBs worth of Jam Pony stuff. So my phone is loaded. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. You can actually, they're on, um, if you go to YouTube too, you can listen to them on YouTube yep. as well, which is crazy. Um, I actually, so I went to Board Anderson, which is kind of in Lauderdale Lakes. Um, again, it's it's more, it, it's it's a school in, in Lauderdale Lakes, let's put it that way. So, <laughs> I had the fortunate um, uh, hot rod, like, so Vic and, and Big A's and hot rod, like the hot rod lived around the corner from me. So okay. I actually got to make, cause we had a group, it was called white boy express. So I used to DJ, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we need, something tells you we need some gang gang shirts that say white so, boy express. So, on so it. literally, so it was, we had, I was part of the white boy express. And uh, so I actually made I actually made two tapes of Pony back in the days, man. It it was phenomenal, man. It was just one of the best experiences of my life. You know, when you start when you when you can mix up like with clear and play it at your own risk, like yep. it's just there's something about that, man. And you oh, just then start you, then you need then you need to hear my mix tomorrow on the show. I do my Friday mix. Bro. I transform into DJ Cubanasso and I do a one-hour mix. <laughs> Cubanasso. Right before your show. Right before. DJ oh, Chirasco. Yeah. From no, 10 to DJ 11. Cubanasso. Cubanasso. Oh, yeah. I'll have to flip because I'll just be getting in the car then. I'll have to flip over and listen because I got to hear that now. I, you, play, you I play a lot of freestyle and then I morph into 90s music. And I, yeah, I, I've, I've seen you. better at it. You, you used to go live a lot of times so that you just see you up there, you know. But back then, man, when you used to have two Tech 12s, like, it was just different. Like, today it's all digital, right? But, man, right. you can grab two Techs, you know, you got two 12s, and you can start scratching on that stuff, man. Like, bro, it was nothing like that stuff. It's a little easier. It's a little easier nowadays. They make it because matching beats is kind of easy. But yeah, there's some other elements to it that, that it, you'd be surprised. And I'm learning it. I've been at it for five years. Every so often I do a good mix tape and I send it to DJ Laz and he tells me I need more work. And my goal, <laughs> believe it or not, I can't make this up. It's on a true bucket list that I've made for myself is I would like to mix on globalization channel 13 on Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. I'd like to get good enough that one of my, one of my mixes makes it on there on his show on Saturday morning. So I'm trying, 
I'm trying my hardest, but I'm not there yet. But I'm getting better. Um, and you can listen to me tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'll be on. It's I'm not gonna pat myself on the back. You can ask Frank. Um, no, you sound good. I I've listened to you. I'm not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not bad. Not bad. So. Nice. It'll be on. It'll be on. Yeah, it'll be on during my show. It'll be on all weekends, so you can catch it. It's, how did you come up with your, How did you come up with your DJ name? <laughs> oh, don't make fun of this. I only went through like nine names. I could never figure out a name. What does so Kubanaso mean? Kubanaso is like uh, uh, extra Cuban, like uh, someone who's extra Cuban. Kubanaso, it's not just un cubano. You're un cubanaso. Okay. How much cafecito are you drinking before you start getting mixed? <laughs> oh, man, I got to get hopped up on that stuff. If not, it just doesn't work out the same. And then Frank calls me the dancing DJ. Because I'll mix and I'll be moving and dancing. And forget it. When you get clear and play at your own risk going, oh, yeah. I, I know you know what you're talking about when you say that. Because they mix quite well, those two songs. Oh, that's uh, the but best. Yeah, I've got, I, I, the truth is I've taught myself. Other than you know sending tapes to DJ Laz and him telling me, no, you're not ready. I'm, I'll get there soon enough. I'll be there, but that's uh, I have a lot of fun with that. So just you know, actually, tune in right after this. Yeah, no doubt. So so Larry, <laughs> let's gonna ask be you on this. all the time. <clears throat> what what's your future goals? Like what's your what what's, what's your future endeavors? Like what are you looking to do as you as you obviously we're all like John and and yourself and myself. Bird's a little bit younger than us. He's just kind of a spring chicken. <laughs> what do you what are you looking to do as you know again whether it's with Slam or you know, anything different, what's your endeavor? What's your future endeavors looking like? My, my, so this sounds corny. John's going to laugh because we play in a game that your job's never secure, right? Mm -hmm. But my goal is to finish everything out at slam. Uh, we currently have 11 slams. Uh, I've built so much into the Miami slam, but my job is national director. And my, my job is to get the other slams that have high schools up to a par where they can broadcast, not so much live, but pre-recorded content uh, to come to Slam Radio. The home base will always be Miami. Uh, they will only be the only home base, um, but the other Slams can be satellite outlets for this radio station since so much of what we do is pre-recorded. The kids learn how to do podcasts, John, mm -hmm. and, and quite frankly, they get very good at it. Their topic selection is diverse. Uh, we currently have over 50 kids right now doing regular podcasts every other week. So it's uh, the pace has really increased and they do a good job and people want to hear young voices. Now, they're not always super polished. I warn anybody who listens, but you're getting a kid's point of view. And sometimes a kid's point of view that's growing up is a point of view that's interesting to hear. Um, when they talk sports, it's fantastic. Uh, everything that they do is looked at through a different light because we we're a little older and we look at things our way but quite frankly their point of view sometimes is refreshing my goal guys is for all the slams to have these satellite outlets that feed the slam miami uh home base of slam radio and that we're doing 168 quality hours uh, a week of programming that consists of all of the slams and i hope at that time will be not just 11 it'll be more like 20 slams uh, and I'm being a suit and tie, maybe not so much in a classroom anymore, but making sure that they're all up to par and doing the things necessary. Of course, always maintaining my radio show because I don't want to stop being on the air. It took me a long time to get on the air. Uh, it was really hard to stay on the air because when you keep getting fired for financial reasons, you know, it's tough. That's what happens when you have that night gig, John, you know, but I always made it work somehow. And I think the, the, the highlight of all of this is to turn around and see those kids reacting to you. 
Um, you know, it's cool to be on Good Morning America. It's good to forge friendships from being on Good Morning America. Meeting Gronkowski was amazing. And understanding that there were people watching me and they spent weeks and months calling me, um, right. more like weeks before pandemic killed us, but telling me how proud they were. And, and like, they felt like they had lived it through me. They saw what I went through, how much I struggled. John, you know, this wasn't a piece of cake for me to be on radio. I, I went through a lot of shit to be on radio. And for one day to just be interviewed by TJ Holmes and understand that the whole country is watching me as a radio guru. Um, I came, I came a million miles. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Sometimes we don't, we want to be humble and we don't want to say the things that we know we, we deserve to say, but yeah. in 2022, I'm teaching myself not to, I can remain humble and still say that I'm proud of myself because I know I did a job well done. Um, anytime someone comes to visit slam, uh, the showcase visit point is my radio station, all 3000 square feet of it. Uh, we're very proud. For, I couldn't do this without Frank Fernandez. Dear mm -hmm. God, Frank Facts. is just the best right-hand man in the business. Uh, it doesn't get better than him. Sometimes I want to strangle him. Sometimes you want to strangle me. But obviously, when you work with one of your best friends, that's going to happen. And I, I may have two or three friends as close, not closer, as close as Frank Fernandez. But that's my brother for another. And it's a blessing to work for them. I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on building that. I plan on making Slam Miami, particularly, uh, a place where – like Mario recruits the best to come play football in Coral Gables. Uh, I want the best broadcasters to come to Slam Miami and broadcast on Slam Radio. That's my goal. So uh, you and I had talked about this, you know, kind of a couple weeks back. And, and when you talk about like football, like obviously the opportunity if it presented itself to to call a Miami Hurricane game in Spanish, like you and I had talked about that, right? Like, can, can you just elaborate a little bit of that so people can hear about what you're thinking about that? So, you know, we, we've thought about a lot of things. We don't know if it's going to be Spanish. We, we know that we're trying to create the synergy with Slam Radio um, where our students get an opportunity to have some sort of in-game experience. Um, it's an inception. It's nothing really where we can even say that it's guaranteed we're going to do it. But we're, we're thinking of different ideas. And one of the ideas was to perhaps – had a couple of games broadcast either in Spanish uh, or in Spanglish, you know, by some of our students. Some ideas are being tossed around. The, the whole thing is when you have a, a national power radio station at your fingertips, even though it's, it's a 501c3, which I can't sell advertising for it, John, at the end of the day, there's still so many other ways around that where you can help other organizations and at the same time show, showcase these talents. These kids are dynamite, you know, and they're only going to get better. And if you're in the forefront of taking a situation like this and getting these young broadcasters and cultivating them, you're doing something so cutting edge that the rest of our country is going to watch and see what you're doing. And that's what we're trying to create uh, when we when we go you know, to Miami. We don't know if we're going to get it this year. We don't know what the plans are. I know Mario's been very busy doing a lot of work, but he knows of our intentions, my intentions. And, uh, and we're going to see come August what we might be doing, even if it's sideline reporting, but in some capacity trying to be involved in what Miami – Hurricanes football is doing uh, right now under the auspices of, of the great Mario Cristobal. But yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. We, we've tossed around some ideas. That's one of them. Um, but we'd like our kids to be, you know, listen, they, they, they're part of award shows. Uh, they're part of so many other things that they do. You know, those lights shine. They do such a great job. We have no doubt that, if, you know, given the opportunity to do something like this, it's just going to be a great thing for us.
No doubt. And no it's, doubt. It's, it's amazing hearing that because, you know, I, my, my struggle to get in the broadcast game is a lot like yours. I started as a promotions guy. I worked nights. I worked for free. I remember. Yeah. They love to be, Oh, you're, you're on the air. We're not going to pay you, but you can do your show. And it was the love of the craft for me. You know, I've never said no to anybody. I don't care if you have seven people listening to your podcast or you have seven million. I don't care if you're on a radio station in Little Rock, Arkansas, or Paducah, Kentucky. We call them the sports possum. Uh, the sport, you know, if you're on the sports possum, I'll come on your show. I never would say no. And it's awesome to hear you say that because, like, kids that age are so impressionable. And I know I always wanted to work in radio. I wanted to be a Miami football player. It wasn't good enough. But I, I knew because I wanted to be Sonny Hirsch. I wanted to be Joe Zagaki. I wanted to be the guy calling those games. But there was no outlet like Slam Radio. There were, you know, it was Connecticut School of Broadcasting. It was like $9,000. And my mom looks at me and goes, yeah, I, I don't have that. Go somewhere else. Go to, go to Palm Beach Community College. That's where you're going. So for me, it was finding an internship where, again, I had to work for free. I never got to really learn anything. It was just, hey, go, go print off these copies and shut the hell up and answer the phones. And that's how you were treated coming into the business. So for these kids to learn at this age and get that opportunity, it's kudos to you guys and just the just the vision that Slam Radio is. And you hope, and I'm sure you're going to be proud papa when you see some of your former students ending up on ESPN or ending up on Fox Sports or whatever it may be. They're already yes, being solicited, solicited by local radio stations. I can't even believe it. My, I have high school kids coming out of high school that are more qualified to do the jobs in radio than guys out of college. And it's crazy, mm -hmm. but they get the experience. They know how to run a board. They know how to edit sound. Mm -hmm. They know how to come in and how to break. They know how to cut a promo. Like they know how to do all the essentials, John. And, 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 you know, we've created a curriculum where they learn this and it's not so much like you got to learn it from a book. It's very project-based learning type of, uh, of curriculum that gets their hands dirty. They need the dough. They make mistakes and they come back and do it again. And the, the idea is you don't win until you lose a bunch of times and they, they learn it. And it's easy to find out what their interest points are because you see their eyes light up. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, listen, kids want to be a part of something, right? They want to be a part of something that's at the age, unless you're super uber confident or super don't give a rat's ass because you're just over it. That's the bottom line. They want to be a part of something. And that's why Slam Radio has been as successful as it's been. Well, yeah. you know what? I, I, that, at that final words right there, Larry, I appreciate that. Because uh, our time is out for this show, the Kang Gang Radio oh, no. Show. That went so, fast. Wonderful two hours of chopping it up with the boss. So, uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Don't don't click off. We're going to talk off air real quick. But thank you, everybody, for listening to the Kang sure. Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, Channel 145. We'll see you guys uh, next week. As always, go Kings. We rep, we rep, we rep. All right, guys, enjoy your weekend. We out. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.